Colonel. You can hear me? Hello. La 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 la. Let's run through stuff. Let's go. Oh, all the words are going to be up there. This you thing want me to not work I know. Yeah, it's going to be the thing. Oh. I'm like, you better have them up there because we got nothing. <laughs> Just two.
way, half go that way. Okay. Tracking my steps.
Israel. It's supposed to be Israel. Okay, thank you. Not jewelry. Oh, it's Israel. It says it. It's supposed to be Israel. Yeah, wrong words. Well, good thing we questioned it. It's my fault. I told him to pick one. Pick one. Let's start back at the beginning of that one. Let's start at the beginning of God Rest You, Merry Gentlemen.
joy. I don't know. Up then down. it's probably that.
Two, two verses. Give me time. What do you think, Ruth? Should we just like go really slow forward and just sing like eight songs of that? For the 12 days of Silent Christmas. Silent night.
Good evening. It's great to be here tonight. Let me share a verse out of Psalms 66. It says, everyone everywhere lift up a joyful shout to God. Sing your songs tuned to his glory. Tell the world how wonderful he is. For he is the awe-inspiring God, great and glorious in power. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together and just exalt the Lord for a moment. We're going to have a good time tonight just enjoying and worshiping and, and seeing some reminders of Christmas. Father, we thank you for this time we can be together. We thank you that you're working and that you're moving, that you're going to touch our hearts. We give ourselves to you and, and we love you so much, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. tonight from Luke chapter 2 and it starts and it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered and this census took place when Quirinius was governing Syria so all went to the, be registered everyone to his own city Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because it was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. 
Now there was in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which, all, which will be to all people. For, this, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloth, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. And so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven That the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which had been told them by the shepherd. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them.
I'll tell you, no one in all of heaven could believe it. When I first heard the rumors of it, my wings quivered at the thought of it. <laughs> I'm sorry, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? I'll never forget that day. The day that God decided to come down to earth in the form of a man. What a bombshell. I mean, think about it. This is heaven, paradise, the place of endless joy and peace, the place where God is. So I just had to know why in heaven's name would the almighty God choose to descend to the unheavenly earth and walk among common men? Well, I soon got my answer. <laughs> hey, we knew God worked in mysterious ways long before you did. See, God called me and asked me to perform a special task for him. He wanted me to appear before a young woman who was to bear him as he was born into this world. At first, I had a million questions. But it's pretty pointless to argue with God, don't you think? He explained to me that the reason he decided to descend to the earth was because he wanted to. Because he loved all of you so much that he wanted to give you the most incredible gift imaginable. God can imagine some pretty incredible gifts, don't you think? But of all the gifts God could have imagined, he decided to give you his only son, the single most incredible gift imaginable. Well, God loves you so much. Well, I sought the young girl that God had told me about. Her name was Mary. And when I found her, I took a deep breath. I set my jaw and I gently appeared in front of her. Hey, you gotta be careful with these things, don't you know? You never know how a human being might react when visited by an angel. Then I called her by name and I told her that God had chosen her to deliver a baby. And the baby's name was Jesus. He was to be the savior of the world, the king of kings, the lord of lords, the source of man's salvation from sin. It went as I expected. At first, she was scared, but not just of me. She was scared of the news that I brought her. And as we continued to talk, I watched the fear change. It was like a great peace fell on her. <laughs> she simply said, that if that is what God wanted her to do, then she knew he would give her the strength to do it. It's pretty wise for a young girl, don't you think? Then, as I looked into those eyes of hers and watched the happiness well up within her, I knew that maybe this whole thing would work out just fine. You, you call that day of Jesus' birth Christmas, I believe. That Christmas was definitely a Christmas to remember for me. Well, I have other duties to attend to. I hope to see you here someday.
Joseph of Nazareth hurried through the streets of Bethlehem trying to encourage along a stubborn donkey without risking the safety of its precious cargo. Mary looks up and manages a weak smile, but he can see that her discomfort is growing and his heart pounds in his chest. The thump, the thump, the thump. Mary's time is coming quickly and he knows that if he doesn't find her a room soon, well, he doesn't even want to think about what could happen. No midwife, no women to help. And what does he know about childbirth? But at least... At least he can give her a nice warm place to stay for the night. Echoed, um, riotous laughter echoes along the alleyways. The tiny town is bursting at the seams. Visitors from across the land have swarmed this little town. And Joseph of Nazareth begins to lose hope of finding his wife a room for the night. He pounds on another door. Knock, knock, knock. Please, sir. It's my wife. I got no room. It's full. But please, it's my wife. I said we're full. He pounds on another door. Knock, knock, knock. Please, sir. It's my wife. I said we're full. We got no room. Joseph. Uh, Mary. Sorry. Mary's a woman cries out. Mary clasps her stomach. Joseph tightens his grip on the donkey's altar. The child is coming. Knocks on another door. Knock, knock, knock. Please, sir, I beg you, it's my wife. Sorry, we got no room, but we got plenty of straw out in the barn. For my guest's horses, I'm sure you could make a suitable pallet there for the night. Joseph pauses. Please, sir, that would be just fine. Thank you, Mary said. Swish, swish, swish. The horses and the sheep eye their strange visitors warily as Joseph uses his bare hands to sweep the cleaner straw to the back corner of the stall. Here would be his wife's resting place for the night. He ties up the donkey and helps her down. There's no time to complain about the smell. No time to notice the bone-chilling wind coming through the crack and his heart pounds in his chest. The thump, the thump, the thump. Mary struggles through the pain. She cries out with all of her, and she pushes with all of her might. And then he hears it. A baby's cry pierces the night. (coughs) To Mary, it was the sound of cold. It was the sound of hunger. It was the sound of helplessness and dependence. Here was God's promised gift to her. Here was God's gift to the world. To Joseph, it was the sound of relief. It was the sound of God providing miracle after miracle on a long and exhausting journey. This baby's cry was the answer to all of his prayers for guidance and safety for his wife and this child. 
And to the nation of Israel, this cry was the sound of God, um, of God providing miracle after miracle of his faithfulness. It was the voice they've been waiting for, the voice of the king of Judah born in the humblest of surroundings. And to the world, this sound is the sound of our salvation. To any and all who would believe, it's the piercing noise that separates our past sin from future glory. It's the tiny voice of a redeemer who has the power to heal and forgive and restore. Listen to the sounds of the season. Hear the sound of our salvation. Listen to the baby's cry. So much has been happening around here since last night. I can hardly tell if I'm coming or going. It's all been so amazing. (sighs) Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Joel. I'm a shepherd from the tribe of Benjamin. My brothers and I, we tend a small flock of sheep just a short distance from here. That's where we were last night when it all happened. Uh, Forgive me, I get ahead of myself. You see, usually the hours we spend watching over our flock by night are uneventful. And last night appeared to be pretty much the same. The sheep were at rest. There was a gentle breeze coming down from the mountains to the north. And the evening stars lit up the night sky. All was calm. All was quiet. 
And then suddenly, from out of nowhere, an angel of the Lord appeared, and the glory of the Lord shone down around us. It was amazing. It was beyond amazing. Needless to say, we were terrified. My brothers, two of my brothers, they, they fell to their knees so quickly, I feared for their very lives. And I, I was too afraid to even move. I just stood there, still as a dead man. Imagine the glory of the Lord shining down around you. How can I even begin to describe such an event? It is impossible. And that is just the beginning. Then the angel said, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good news of great joy, which will be to all the people. My brothers and I were still terrified. But we began to wonder, what is this good news that the angel had spoken of? Then we heard the most wondrous news that had ever been proclaimed. For there is born to you today in David's city a Savior who is Christ the Lord. We stood silent. Our hearts leapt within us. Did we dare believe our own ears? Had the angel truly said that the Messiah had been born? The one whom our forefathers had waited ages for? Then the angel continued, For this will be a sign unto you. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth lying in a feeding trough. Then just as suddenly as the first angel had appeared, there was a multitude of heavenly army singing, praising God, saying glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. As the angels had left us in heaven, we decided, we said to one another, let us go see this thing that the Lord has told us about. So we gathered up a few things and hurried on our way. In our haste, we almost forgot about our sheep. But our uncle Benjamin agreed to stay behind and watch over them. When we finally arrived in Bethlehem, we found... Joseph, Mary, and the baby, just as the angel had said, lying in a feeding trough. He was a beautiful child, and Mary told us his name was Jesus. Once we had seen him, we began to tell everyone the things that we had been told about him and about our visit from the angel. And about how we were told where we would find him. The people who heard us were amazed. But Mary, she just 
treasured up all those things in her heart and pondered them. Soon, it came time for us to go. We didn't want to leave, but we knew we should return to our flock. And we knew that Joseph, Mary, and baby Jesus had need of rest. So we said our goodbyes. And we parted with hearts filled with wonder, joy. All the way home, we were glorifying God and praising him for the things that we had seen were, which were exactly like we had been told. The Lord has shown me great favor this day. And for the rest of my days, I will tell everyone the events that happened here this night. I, a mere shepherd, have been visited by heavenly angels. I have seen, I have met the father and mother of my Lord. And yes, I have seen the face of God. Glory to God in the highest. Hey, Benjamin here. You can all call me Ben. I've been asked to tell you my story. Now, it's not the happiest of stories, 
In fact, every time I tell it, I want to kick myself. You see, I was there that night many, many years ago. Now, what night? That's the interesting part. But I'm not going to tell you. I think I'll let you figure it out for yourself. Makes it more dramatic that way. So it was a night like any other night. The sky was dark, except the moon and the stars shone really bright that night. Nights like that, I used to like to lay down in the grass and stare up at the stars and just feel small, you know? Well, anyway, on that night, I and some of the guys were tending the sheep. I mean, we were sitting around the fire, cooking dinner, telling stories, when all of a sudden this intense light appeared, and it had a face, a face. I mean, I'd never seen anything like that before. I mean, I jumped back, grabbed my staff and my knife, and I'm like, ready for a fight. And it's like, really, you're going to win this fight? I don't think so. But then it spoke. A deep, rich voice that nearly knocked me off my feet. And it said, do not be afraid. Uh, that's all well and good if you read about it later on, but here's this bright light talking to us. Like, yeah, right, I'm not going to be afraid. Well, then it said, Behold, a Savior is born in the town of Bethlehem, and you will find him wrapped in cloth and laying in a manger. A manger? Where dirty animals eat? I mean, I'm a shepherd. You know, I know. They're dirty. And I've seen them eat. It's kind of disgusting. But as soon as he said that, then a whole host, an army of angels showed. I mean, the sky was so intense and the lights were so bright. It was like the stars had fell from the sky. And they were all singing and praising the Lord. And then just like that, they were gone. And we're all sitting there with our heads spinning, wondering what on earth did we just see? And some of the shepherds were saying, well, hey, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's go see the Savior child that the angel talked about. And I was all excited. I mean, I'm right there with them. Yep, let's go every step of the way. And then it hit me. Wait a minute, we have some responsibilities here. I mean, who's going to take care of the sheep? I mean, we all have plans. We all have a future. Just dropping everything to go see Christ isn't part of the plan, you know? Somebody's got to stick with the plan. I mean, in retrospect, it was a no-brainer. You know, I should have went to see Jesus. But I stuck with the plan. After all, what was I supposed to do? We have responsibilities. We have a future. So I sat there as one by one all the shepherds left until it was me. I was all alone. I mean, 
I wanted to see Christ. I really did. I just didn't have the, the faith to follow through with it. I mean, he was right there. Right there. I could have been part of the greatest event in all of human history. But I was too scared to go. So, what is my warning to you? What are my words of wisdom to you all? Don't miss the calling of Christ like I did that night. Don't get so caught up in your lives that you miss the point of it all. Just like Christ called me, he's calling you. And he wants you to follow him. What will your response be? Will you follow him? get the children to bed last night. Tobias couldn't settle down. Kiva asked more questions and I had answers. And Sammy drooled and fussed so much, I expected him to wake up with half a dozen new teeth this morning. <sighs> but you know, none of that matters now. Not after what I saw last night. I'm telling you, it was a night of wonders and, and marvels and glories beyond. It was hmm, glorious, glorious. I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, I'm, I'm just a shepherd's wife and shepherds 
We're treated like nobodies. People think that we're slackers and we're thieves. The lowest of lows who have no say in society. I say we on purpose. The kids and I, we feel the sting of being rejected just like Zach does. Even though I grew up in a Bethlehem where my father was a respected merchant. I'm the same person I always was. Bethana, named for my Nana and the village of Bethlehem. I know, I know. <laughs> but now, when I go into town to pick up supplies, some uppity town mother looks down her little nose at me and says, Oh, Bethana, I haven't seen you in so long. You married Zach, didn't you? And now you, live, you have three children and live out by the shepherd's fields, don't you? Then, before I can even answer, she flashes a snide little smile and walks away, oozing pious pity as she adds, You poor dear, I don't know how you stand the stench way out there. Ugh, they make me so mad! If you want to know, I'm glad I don't live in town or have to see them every day. Out here, I have breathing room. The children, they get to run and play. And Zach, he gets to go home and see us more often because we live close to the fields. Ugh. Wait. How did I even get off on that? It's so... So not important compared to what happened last night. Well... The evening started off normally. Zach was out in the fields, tending to the sheep and lambs, just like his family's done for generations. And me, I was at home, tending to our own little flock. Ugh. By the time I got the children to sleep, I needed space and a place to think. So, I grabbed one of our old blankets, went outside, and I found my favorite rock. I sat down. And I gasped with delight as I watched a million shooting stars dance across a dark blue sky. I was richer than any of those hoity-toity ladies in town. Then, suddenly, the sky burst into gold, a rich liquid gold that spilled over the hillside onto where Zach and his friends grazed their sheep. The gold, it... it... Rang from within, it pulsed, and it grew brighter and brighter until it blinded me. And terrified, I turned away and I buried my face in the blanket and I wrapped the rest around me. <sighs> what was happening? Was it a fire from heaven? A million shooting stars cascading into earth? Or a volcano erupting from deep? <sighs> Zach, what about Zach? Was he all right? Had he been consumed by the golden explosion? I cowered and I shook with agonizing fear until, until I heard a voice. It was a rich, resonant voice saying, don't be afraid. Or at least that's what I thought I heard. The voice, it was so compelling that I peeled off a corner of my blanket cocoon and I peeked up at the heavens. There, against the glowing gold, stood something majestically white. The voice continued on, but I, I only caught a few words. Good news, Bethlehem, baby? 
while I tried to piece together the words, a vast host of other majestic white beings swarmed in around the first one. Oh, the sky, it exploded in an expanse of movement and a symphony of melodious sounds. Harps, trumpets, drums, rushing water, whispering wind, singing stars, and every other delightful sound of the universe intertwined with wonder-filled words. Glory, glory, glory to God! It rang out repeatedly, punctuated with refrain, promising peace. Peace? Oh, how I needed that. And, and glory? Shepherds know nothing of it, but I longed for glory. I jumped up and I joined in with the heavenly chorus. Glory, glory, glory to God! Warmth and joy, it coursed through me as I praised God with arms uplifted and body swaying with the rhythm of the universe. Oh, it was a glory night where I felt as if I discovered the ultimate joy in living. Somewhere in the midst of my jubilation, a small cry pricked the corner of my consciousness. It was Sammy, my Sammy. Strangely, as much as I hated to leave the glow of celestial glory, I felt a surge of mother love sweep through me. (laughs) Newly energized by hope and joy, I went into this cottage and scooped up Sammy. Shh, now, now, it's all right, my sweet Sammy. I cooed and rubbed his gums and walked back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Softly, I sang the glory song to him. Glory, glory, glory to God and peace, sweet peace to you, my little one and everyone, everywhere. Sammy had relaxed and slept in my arms as long as I rocked and walked him. But when I tried to put him down, he cried. I would have collapsed from exhaustion if it hadn't been for my glory night. I don't know how long had passed, but I was still rocking and walking Sammy when Zach burst through the door. Bethana! You'll never believe it. You'll never believe what happened. (laughs) Then he wrapped me and Sammy in a big, exuberant hug that crushed the breath right out of me. Well, it was the kind of hug that made me love this big, brawny, brown-eyed outdoors man in the first place. (laughs) When I could breathe again, I murmured, Shh, awake the children. And why not? There's never been a night like this. You don't want them to miss it, do you? Golden skies, heavenly beings, and marvelous music swirled through my mind. I knew he was right. Of course, 
It didn't really matter what I thought because the children were already awake and running to Zach yelling, Daddy, Daddy! <laughs> when Zach finally hugged and kissed each one of us into a story-listening mode, he told us of the golden skies and the shepherd's terror. He described armies, angel armies, ranks and ranks of them, who joyously proclaimed God's glory and promise of peace. He said a great angel appeared to them who told the shepherds that, um, to go to Bethlehem, for there was good news for lying in a manger wrapped snugly in strips of cloth was the baby, the Messiah. It was a glory night. Zach had no idea that I knew about it. I, he was just so excited. I, I didn't want to interrupt him. Besides, Zach's night had gone far beyond mine. He had actually seen and worshipped the baby Messiah. Imagine, God chose shepherds to be the very first visitors to see the Savior of the world. <laughs> Suddenly, I was overcome with just the wonder of it all. God poured out a rich, golden glory that spilled over onto the hillside where Zach and his friends, they grazed their sheep. God sent angels, ranks and ranks of angels to announce the birth of the Savior to shepherds. Shepherds, mind you. God sent shepherds to Bethlehem to be the very first visitors to see the Savior of the world. Shepherds like my Zach, who care for and supply the sacrificial lambs for the temple. God did all of that for shepherds. and for me, and for my children. <laughs> Meanwhile, those fancy schmancy ladies in town snugly snuggled under their fine comforters slept through it all. Oh, Zach, you were so right. There's never been a night like this. Zach drew all of us to our feet and all five of us standing on Zach's shoulders started circle dancing and singing, glory, glory, glory to God and peace on earth. Oh, it was a glory night, a glory night filled with transcendent glory, God's glory, a glory night where God reached down from heaven to wrap himself in the tender flesh of a human baby destined to be the savior of the world. A glory night when God chose shepherds, shepherds, mind you, to be the first ones to welcome God's gift of love and grace. Glory, glory, glory to God for such a glorious glory night.
Thank you. He became a man. He was born in manger in Bethlehem, and he rules the world. He rules the world. <clears throat> because the message of Christmas, the message of Jesus, the gospel, it's the only thing that matters, the only thing that can save. It's, it might be sufficient to preach the, to preach the, te preach the teachings of Jesus, but Jesus wasn't just a teacher. He was the truth. He wasn't just a teacher. He was a savior. Wow. He's not just a way shower. He is the way. He is the way. Jesus, Jesus. He's not just the revealer of light. He is the light. He is the light. He is the only hope we have of heaven. The only gateway to glory there is. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. We praise the Lord and we preach Christ to you because there's power in the message of Jesus, in the good news. And wonderful things happen when we preach that gospel because it is the power. In Romans 1.16 it says, the gospel is the power of God. I'm not ashamed of it because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. To everyone who believes. This morning we talked a lot about the miracle of the manger and how Jesus came and brought his life to give his life for us. He exchanged places with us. He took our poverty and gave us his riches. He took our sin and gave us his righteousness. He exchanged places with us because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And he's calling us to believe, to believe him, to trust him, to receive him. No matter what your need is tonight, no matter what your need is today, what it is tomorrow, it's if it's salvation, if it's healing, if it's comfort, whatever your need, he is the answer. And he can meet that need if you only believe in Jesus. I believe. Do you? Amen. Amen.
listen to these words of scripture as we light our candles. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is a stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And then in Psalm 36, it says, You, O Lord, your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. For with you is the fountain of life, and in your light we see light. John 8, 12, when Jesus spoke to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. 1 Corinthians 4, for God said, let the light shine out of darkness. Made his light shine in our hearts by giving us the light of the knowledge of the glory of Christ. In John 1, 7, it says, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Of years before Christ was born, God gave the following words to Isaiah the prophet, foretelling the birth of Jesus. He said, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light, and on those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and he shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. Jesus is the light of the world. He is the light of life. May you know his light, feel his light, experience his light, and share his light with all around you. Please stand with us.